It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Two more teams have kicked off their offseason, and one of the losing quarterbacks is being talked about as a potential option for the Washington football team. Speaking of, where it is, the Washington Commanders will be unveiled later this week, but how much did the fans really influence the renaming process? We talk about all this right now on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. You are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison, writer for SI.com's Fan Nation. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Mentor show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time or on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are free and available on all platforms and on Twitter at WrestleMania621 at DHarrison82 and at LockedWFTPod. Chris. We have the new name and uniforms being unveiled later on this week. And obviously that is big news and a hot topic, but some recent developments or at least a recent accumulation of developments. Chad Ryan recently took to Twitter, put a a whole timeline together about this name change. And if what Chad is laying out, Chris, is, is accurate and factual, then the Washington football team basically pulled one of the biggest ruses, if that's even a word, of all time, completely faked out the fan base because this new name may have already been established before they started this entire process, in which case, once again, the Washington football franchise is stepping in its own way. Yeah, I mean, this is complex because we know, David, that there was a registering of a domain with Washington Commanders. I believe it's WashingtonCommanders.com. You know, as we were chatting before recording, uh, and, and just to make sure that I had it right, I guess that was registered just you know an hour or two before they announced that they were going to change the name initially. Uh, and <clears throat> we know they ran this massive name campaign, and clearly the fan favorite um, was some version of Red Wolves or Wolves, right? And they dismissed that because uh, they said uh, you know copyright or trademark and, and other issues is what they called it. And I don't know of anybody that really wanted or wants commanders. I got to be honest with you. I I haven't heard one person say, yeah, commanders, that's my choice. That's what I wanted. That's what I think is really cool. And if commanders was chosen basically from the start as a solid in-house option, if not an in-house favorite, And I know for a fact, as I've told you guys, uh, you know, I had a conversation with somebody very high up involved in this situation last July. And they told me that Wolves and Red Wolves wasn't going to be happening because of the copyright issues, the trademark issues. If Commanders was chosen basically from the beginning, and like you said, David, they ran this massive name suggestion campaign but yet they had their in-house favorite or they had the lead dog from the beginning. Yeah. 
it doesn't look good ultimately. <laughs> and when you combine that with the fact that it's a name that again, isn't exactly inspiring to the fan base, yeah. it's just going to be more problematic. Yeah, absolutely. And and just to give everybody context, if you're not familiar, uh, Chad Ryan, you know, not listen, not somebody I know personally, not somebody I've ever actually spoken to, but he basically put a, an accumulation of events yeah. that happened in this process. I'm going to run through them real quick. Not going to read everything. If you want to see it yourself, just find him on Twitter. It's at Chad W I K O T W W. Before um, you go into that, let me just yeah. explain that Chad is a good dude. I have right. met him several times right. at training camp in Richmond. He has traveled uh, David from Australia yeah. to cover training camp a couple of years now. He hasn't done it the last two years because of COVID and because uh, they were only there for like three and a half, four days or whatever it was. But I, as recently as 2019, uh, I've sat, I sat down, you know, the last time I saw him with Chad and I, and I'm not saying that he knows everything, but he is an avid, avid, avid follower of this team. And he does have like some media cross tendencies. Like the team does give him mm-hmm. a training camp credential just so people know. Yeah. And when he puts stuff out, it's not just stuff he's pulling out of the air, which right. is exactly what this timeline is. It's it's very impressive that he, that he collected all this and put it out there the way that he did. So basically it goes back to November. The first quote unquote leak is, is starting to come out and he, he references a tweet. Uh, and again, many, you know, it was unverified and, and a lot of people dismissed it, but basically it's a tweet that says, uh, that this person has a friend that works at New Era and they're producing a lot of Washington Commanders hats. No other Washington-related hats, just Commanders. Then you go to January 5th of this year and you have the, the tease video where the reflection of the logo is seen in the window that they that the team PR forgot to blur out or didn't just didn't catch that to blur it out. Uh, and you have kind of that first appearance of that W logo uh, once it's zoomed and enhanced, like this is NCIS. And then later on, Shortly after that video, uh, you have a, a, a picture supposedly leaking from Nike producing shirts with the same Washington logo on it and the name Commanders listed on the paperwork. Uh, and then several days after that video is released, you have NBC Sports getting in kind of an unblurred version of the same video. And on Jason Wright's lap, the president of the team, you see the same W logo with the name Commanders and a circular logo kind of hinting towards the DCFC, which is something that Chris, you and I have talked about is perhaps that's basically what they're intending. Cause obviously you don't want to call them the commies. So right. instead the nickname will be DCFC. Uh, another logo mock-up comes out from another company, branding company. And then Chad kind of points to the letter C in the video that was released and the, sp- the specific format of that letter of the font of the letter, which matches and then on January 27th, it all kind of wraps up with the domain name commanders.com, which again was purchased ahead of the announcement of the new name being searched for, being transferred to the same domain owner or manager that manages 25 of the other 30 or other 31 NFL brands. So that's a lot of, we'll call it all uh, circumstantial evidence, Chris. Right. But if it's too believed, I mean, when I read all this stuff, what it says to me is that Jason Wright, the Washington football team, you know, how, however many people were in the know, they picked Washington Commanders before this thing was ever announced. And if they've taken this fan base through this unified help us help you type of thing, like one, it's unnecessary. You don't have to do it. And two, like with the way that things come out, I mean, this franchise more than probably any shouldn't understand how hard it is to keep 
scandals or 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 schemes or or conspiracies under wraps. I mean, it seems like an unnecessary right. venture that didn't have to happen. And now if all this stuff is true, will damage any Washington fan that one cares, first of all, because a lot of Washington fans may not even care. Um, but two, it's just in general, it's just a bad look for a professional organization. Yeah. So so here's what I <clears throat> what I can add, you know, David, I, I, I mean, listen, I don't know when commanders came to fruition in their mind. Um, that's what I believe the name is, but I don't know that. And I want to be careful to say uh, that that's only like belief, not knowledge. Okay. That's yeah. number one. That, and, uh, and, uh, real quick. Like, I think that's a very valid point to make. So as we're talking about this and and I just want to clarify, I'm not telling anybody that right. you should out there be right. mad. I'm just saying if the potential of a fan to be upset Correct. about this is there, it's a bad look. But again, we could get to Wednesday and it could be Washington. I don't even know Washington Sentinels. Like, you know, right. so nothing There's is a for lot sure of yet. circumstantial evidence that points to commanders and maybe more than circumstantial. Uh, but there's a chance that it could be all, to use your word, a big ruse. You know, it could be a lot of smoke and mirrors to absolutely throw people off to get them to think it's that when it really isn't that. And maybe there's a whole nother private set of logo. You, you know, maybe yeah. this was done. Which would let, be brilliant. All right, let, let me back up here. For, okay. First of all, and I've said this before on this show, okay. Jason himself, Jason Wright, team president, told me at some point last year that Warriors was his number one choice. Right. That was Dan Snyder's number one choice. And when they examined going forward with Warriors and Jason subsequently to telling me this wrote about it. And, and I, I know I mentioned, you know, uh, at the time, this this bit of information and then Jason publicly wrote about it. But I didn't attribute it to Jason until he publicly wrote about it because, you know, it was a conversation uh, between us. And obviously, you know, uh, I wanted to make sure that I didn't just say, you know, whoa, this is what Jason Wright is saying. But anyway, right. ultimately, when he came out and said it in public, obviously, I knew the whole backstory. Uh, and, and Warriors, again, was the number one choice is what I was was told. OK. And again, in mid-July, um, you know, again, I was told to basically eliminate the whole Wolves, Red Wolves thing. Right. So when did Commanders come in? I don't know. But if it turns out to be Commanders and if based on the timeline, this whole registering of the Washington Commanders uh, domain, URL, whatever they, they call it, David, was done as early as it did. Does that mean that the decision was made back then? Or was that just a, hey, this is a strong possibility. Let's keep this in our back pocket. Let's register it. Let's make sure we have it. And then we can do a search. So, I don't know, to be fair to them, to be fair to them, I don't know if we can say this decision was made a year and a half ago. It doesn't look good. And that's problematic, David, because there's a lot of things that often don't look good uh -huh. that don't that that aren't good. And that's the reason why they don't look good. But maybe this was done on purpose. I don't know. Or maybe this was done with the thought of, hey, this is a name that we think might work. Let's keep this in our back pocket and see if we can beat it.
Yeah. And be basically what they've been doing is a nationwide, almost really worldwide, you know, uh, you look at guys like Chad from Australia, uh, test group. They've, they've basically been testing the name on everybody. And, uh, you know, if it's commanders, they've obviously gotten some very bad results from that test group. Yes. Um, well, but, I'd love, I'd love to see a different name. You know, yeah, I'd love yeah. to see a completely different name on Wednesday morning when they finally <laughs> announce this thing. Uh, I'll be at FedEx field, uh, from what I understand. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, is, is all I can say, but I, I mean, I would love a completely different, like, whoops, we pulled the wool over your, cause I was also told this real quickly that they would screw with a lot of people, uh, yeah, and as you should play in a, a situation lot of smoke like and this. mirrors in order yeah. to keep this thing confidential. Absolutely. So we'll see. All right, guys, it's the new year. So that means making New Year's resolutions. But more importantly, now that we're heading into February, keeping them. You know, David, I've been eating healthier. I've been eating too many vegetables and lean protein and all that boring stuff and hitting the gym hard. I'm getting swole, as the kids say. And part of my diet, part of my New Year's resolution is using Built Bar. I have a Built Bar usually every morning for breakfast to get that fuel that I need in my body. 100% real chocolate, soft, easy to chew, about 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein in most Built Bars. And I still have some of the Built Bar birthday cake bites that I can pop into my mouth just for a quick little on-the-go snack. It's a perfect way to get your day started. It's a perfect way to bridge the gap in between meals. It's a perfect way to replace that terrible for you chocolate bar with all sorts of calories and sugar or that bowl of chocolate ice cream. Go to built.com, check out all the wonderful flavors that we always tell you about. And when you go to built.com, you use the promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off your order uh, with the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On right now. Washington football team podcast. Your first listen each and every day. A big announcement. The Super Week is about to get underway. That's right. Next week in the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show podcast is going on the road to Los Angeles for Super Week to take on the Hollywood stage and see who's in the big game, which we're going to talk about next. Follow the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show today to get the most comprehensive coverage of the big game. It's free and available on all platforms, along with David Harrison at dharrison 82 I'm Chris Russell at WrestleMania 61. You can follow the pod at LockWFTPod. All right, David, AFC and NFC title games, they were played on late Sunday afternoon and Sunday evening. One surprise, one game pretty much, I think, going chalk for most people. Let's start with the AFC title game 
in Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Once again, David, it goes to overtime. But unlike last week when the Chiefs won the toss, which they did on Sunday, they didn't score on their first drive, their first possession in overtime. As a matter of fact, they turned it over and then they got kicked in the teeth. Mm. And the Cincinnati Bengals are going to Super Bowl 56. Yeah, and I, I mean the the game was good. You know what I mean? It looked it looked bad in the beginning. It looked like Kansas City was basically going to run away with the thing, uh, but then you kind of reminded yourself of one how the first meeting went between the Chiefs and the Bengals, uh, which was very similar. And then two, you know, it's it's playoff football. Literally anything can happen at any given moment, and those things started to happen, and they started to break the uh, the way of the Bengals. Um, and you know, I, I know a lot of people when the Chiefs won the coin toss, they're like, oh, here we go again. The Chiefs are going to win the game, and the Bengals are never going to step on the field. Uh, from an offensive standpoint, you know, and, and that's not a conversation that we necessarily got into. And I don't honestly think we need to get into it, at least not at this point in the offseason. But I think you got an entertaining game. And I think at the end of the day, like you, you don't look back and say the Chiefs lost this game. Yeah, they, they made some bad plays. And Patrick Mahomes did some things. But Patrick Mahomes is, has done some of those things. I think, Chris, you actually uh, was it you that tweeted out that you hadn't seen Patrick Mahomes play that poorly uh, this season. I have seen Patrick Mahomes play similar to what he did. On, on Sunday afternoon. So it's not a completely new or one-off, you know, that a lot of people would like to say the Bengals, you know, did things break their way? Obviously they did from time to time, but the Bengals defeated the Kansas City Chiefs and absolutely earned the right to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. So I, um, so I, um, here, here's basically my general synopsis after watching that game. Um, I know they struggled, David. We talked about this on Friday for the first, you know, roughly eight, nine games of the season. I mean, I saw them in person at FedEx Field and they had scored 10 points midway through the third quarter. And it took yeah. basically, you know, a Dustin Hopkins missed chip shot field goal, which was the end for him. And a couple of other things for Patrick Mahomes to get the oil running through the engine. And then they blew him out. Right. right. But we know Washington wasn't a great team. Um so my point was he was awesome the first 25 minutes or so, tw uh, really 28 minutes or so mm -hmm. of Sunday's AFC championship game. And just as awesome as he was in the first 28 minutes, he was absolutely dreadful in terms of inconceivable decisions and mistakes in the final 31 minutes or so of that game, including the very last play of the first half. And really, David, it did not improve in any way, and maybe it even got worse in the second half and in overtime. I haven't seen Mahomes that flustered, that confused, that bottled up, that restrained uh, from making plays and doing what he does and doing what they do as the Cincinnati Bengals did for 30, uh, more than 31 minutes, I guess about you know, 34, 35 minutes, yep. the last 34, 35 minutes of that game. It was a complete shutdown on Sunday, and that's why the Chiefs are going home. It was really, really, really surprising to see Patrick Mahomes that confused and that sloppy and that – I, you know, I, I, there's other adjectives that I'd like to use, but I'm not going to use them. And the Bengals go yeah. on to win the Super Bowl. And, and David, just real quickly, tying the knot on that, you know, we've talked about this again. Think, I think we mentioned this on Friday. If Washington would have lost one more game, one more game in 2019, uh, the year that Jay Gruden was fired, Bill Callahan replaced him. If they would have lost one more game, they would have had the number one overall pick and Joe Burrow. And now Joe Burrow and the Bengals are going 
to the Super Bowl. Yeah, like it or not. And and uh, you know, it's 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 the evolution of the game. I said it earlier uh, last week when we were picking these games. I, I hate to root against the Chiefs because they really didn't do anything to deserve me rooting against them. It was really uh, us. It was, it was the media and not like you, you know, necessarily, certainly not myself or anything like that, but basically the media crowning the Kansas City Chiefs as the next great dynasty in the NFL before they had won more than one championship. And now, I mean, they're they're regressing. You know, they won Super Bowl, they went to a Super Bowl and lost, and now they're lost in the AFC Championship game. So they're right. actually regressing. So you're the NFL's newest dynasty uh, seems to be failing the NFL in filling those shoes. But the Los Angeles Rams, Chris, are now the second team in as many seasons to play a Super Bowl, or will be anyway, to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium, of course, following the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were the first team and did it just last year. Uh, what were your thoughts on that game? We both picked the Rams to win, so not a whole lot of surprise there. But what if if anything stood out from that game, what was it? Right. I think I had the Rams minus the three and a half. So uh, if that, uh, that's what I think I had, if that's what I did. Uh, so obviously I would have been wrong against the spread. Uh, you know, but the bottom line is, is uh, this game was all about, to me, lost opportunities for the 49ers. They did not run the ball well at all they needed to. Uh, num- number two, Jaquiski Tart with a dropped interception that ultimately leads to a Rams field goal that ties it up at 17-17. And then late in the game, two consecutive possessions with a game tied and the 49er offensive line, not only could they not run, but they were absolutely blitzkrieged by Aaron Donald and the Rams and Jimmy Garoppolo had zero answers. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo and having zero answers on Sunday night in the NFC championship game, could he be the answer to the Washington football team's quarterback problems? We're going to talk about that here in just a minute, but first we're going to talk about an incredible app that everybody who buys gas needs to know about. And that is of course the get upside app. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free get upside app in the app store or Google play right now. Use a promo code touchdown and you'll get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up in cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using the get upside app. Again, just download the app for free. Use a promo code touchdown and you'll get 25 cents per gallon or more back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making two to $300 a year in cash back and there's no catch. The cash gets added right back to your account and you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or get an e-gift card to Amazon or other brands. Again, just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Wrapping up this first episode of the week here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. David Harrison, Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82 at WrestleMania621, the show at LockedWFTPod. That's going to be changing soon, Chris. And if all expectations are met, 
the starting quarterback for the team is also going to be changing soon. Uh, depending on who it is sooner rather than later, maybe later rather than sooner. We'll see how that goes. But following the game, Chris, I was absolutely inundated with people in my mentions, mostly Washington fans saying, please, please, please do not let Jimmy Garoppolo come to the Washington football team. Now I've got some thoughts on this topic and some of my thoughts are inspired a little bit by Eric Crocker, the host of the Locked On 49ers podcast, who happens to be in Mobile, Alabama with me as we speak right now. We were sitting together watching this game as it unfolded, and I rode in an Uber all the way back to the Airbnb without him. So I've heard plenty of thoughts from Eric. But before I poison the water at all, Chris, what are your thoughts on potential Jimmy G arriving to Washington. Right. And and I'm going to more, you know, I, I want you to have enough time, so I'll make this short. Listen, Jimmy G, I believe, is an upgrade when everything is kind of 75-ish and sunny over Taylor Heineke. I do believe that. And maybe that's unfair to Heineke. Maybe that's unfair to Garoppolo. But I do believe he is a slight to moderate upgrade over Taylor Heineke if everything is right. But whenever, when things are wrong, David... As you saw in those last two drives of the NFC Championship on Sunday night, Jimmy Garoppolo is running for his life and is just another guy and maybe even worse than that. And to me, if you're going to pay a first-round pick for that, I have a hard time doing that. If we're talking about a second-round pick and not having to give him a contract extension, he's got one year left, then I could talk about that. But I still have a lot of pause and a lot of hesitancy about paying a first-round bounty for Jimmy Garoppolo, and especially if I have to give him a contract extension upon the trade execution. You know, there are moments in doing the show with you, Chris, that you really put on display why it is you've been doing it as long as you have and why it is you are the world-famous rooster that all of our <laughs> listeners I've come to love, and you just did it right there. So Eric Crocker, host of the Locked On 49ers podcast, former NFL cornerback, defensive back, literally sitting there right. watching this game, and he's literally breaking down the game as if we're watching film, as it's happening, predicting things that are going to happen, a la Tony Romo uh, from, from CBS. And we had this conversation. He said exactly what you just said. Mm. To uh, to the letter, Jimmy Garoppolo, and these are, these are I'm paraphrasing from Eric, right, but Basically, the way he analyzes Jimmy Garoppolo is he's, a, he's an average NFL quarterback. He ranks him somewhere between 17 and 22. The problem is when the conditions are correct, and, and that's literally the way he worded this to me, when the conditions are correct, Jimmy G is probably about the 17th ranked quarterback in the NFL. When they are not correct, he's 25. And mm. that's how he put it. Now, when Taylor Heineke is in the correct uh, conditions, I put him probably around 22. When he's in the worst possible conditions, I put him around 35. You know mm. what I mean? And it's a much okay. bigger window for Taylor Heineke, obviously. Right. So both of us and, and a and a lower spectrum as well for Heineke compared. Right. I mean, well, actually, that's your ranking, not Crocker's ranking, right? right? So okay. Uh, but what both of us did agree on is that Jimmy Garoppolo is an upgrade over Taylor Heineke. We mm. both agree to that. At his worst, he's better than Taylor Heineke at his worst. And at his best, he's better than Taylor Heineke at his best. The question is, can Washington do coaching-wise what Kyle Shanahan has been able mm -hmm. to do? And a lot of people are taking a lot of credit away from Kyle Shanahan because of some of the problems you just mentioned and that, that happened in the game. But what what a lot of people aren't realizing is that Jimmy Garoppolo, in the in the two seasons, the full the two full seasons that he's played quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, both times they've gone to the NFC Championship game. One time they've gone to the Super Bowl. They lost that Super Bowl. But tell me Washington fans wouldn't be happy with an NFC championship loss right now. 
Well, like, to be honest, you know I, I, mean? I think they, I think they would, but knowing this fan base, like I know them, David, yeah. they would, they would hate this trade from the start. Yes. It would be Absolutely. one of those love hate type relationships like <laughs> it was. And like it turned out to be with Kirk cousins where, yeah. you know, some part of the fan base, maybe roughly 40% would, would be pulling for Jimmy G supporting him and 60, maybe 65, 70% would hate him yeah. or hate the trade from the start. And I think it would be a divisive debate yeah. all along. And again, especially if you got to pay the price that you got to pay, depending on what it is. Uh, as I lay, lay down, we'll have more time, obviously, to get into this. But, you know, if you can get to an NFC title game, how could you be mad? Like yeah. to your point, right? That is how a successful could season. you be mad? It's been 30 years. Yeah. That is a successful. You get to the NFC champion. I mean, you get to the divisional round, you get to the wild yeah. card round. That is a successful yes. season. That And I think that's kind of the point that, that everybody needs to remember. Um, last thing I'll say. So we've got, like you said, we've got time to dive into this conversation. We've got a whole profile series coming up on position groups and we're going to dive into a lot of options and, and hopefully we're going to hear from some of the fans of the team on what they think of some of the options as we break them down. But here's the, here's the last thing I want to say about Jimmy G on this initial kind of immediate post NFC championship reaction and analysis of him as a potential quarterback. If the name is commanders, Chris, Jimmy G has the most commander like hairstyle in the <laughs> national football league from a quarterback standpoint. Oh man, I w- I didn't think you were going there. I thought you were gonna, you know, <laughs> I thought you were gonna talk about his his uh, his movie star good looks or something like that. Uh, all right, that's interesting. That threw me for a little bit of a loop. I like it. I like it. Well, I'm glad you had that conversation with uh, Eric Crocker, and I know you guys are going to be talking uh, throughout the week, and uh, maybe uh, we'll be able to you know pop them on here. We'll see uh, what happens, and and you know I know you're going to be gaining a lot of valuable insight and at the senior bowl in oh, mobile yeah. alabama it's so i really look started. forward the education has already begun absolutely i look forward to the rest of your coverage of course from down there and of course we'll have all the coverage of the name change on 2222 and the congressional roundtable on thursday morning 2322 at 10 a.m all right david's in mobile for the week i'm chris russell uh, i'll be around and about we'll be covering it all for you right here on the locked on for now washington football team podcast thank you everybody for joining us and making us your first listen each and every Every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now make your second listen of the day, the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q and expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. If you want to hop on in, please do so. 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577 or LockedWFTPod at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us Thanks again for joining us. Again, we are free and available on all platforms. For David Harrison covering the WFT on SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Matt Hurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll be back with more content. David in Mobile, Alabama. Check him out. Follow Matt D. Harrison 82. Check out the pod at LockWFT Pod. We'll be back on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.